It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeaky, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is brought to you by QuickCrete, Home Advisor, and Arrow Fastener. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you working on smack dab in the middle of summer in your part of the country? I hope you're enjoying the beautiful, warm summer weather, and maybe you're doing so on an improvement that you recently completed. But if you haven't and you want to, you're in exactly the right place because we're here to help. Short of picking up the hammers and the saws and the nail guns and the paintbrushes, we are here to give you some advice to help you get that project done. <laughs> we can pick up your motivation. How about we can that? help pick up the motivation. <laughs> that is absolutely right. So if you want to get motivated, if you want to get started, but you don't know how to do just that, call us right now. Please do it. one 888 or post your how-to or decor dilemma to the community section of moneypit.com. Coming up on today's program, speaking of summer, you know, on a summer evening, there's nothing better than sitting out on the porch until the mosquitoes arrive. We're going to have some tips on retractable screens that can keep those pesky pets away. And you may think of ivy as a way to make your home look distinguished, but did you know that it can also wreak serious havoc on your walls, including broken bricks and major carpenter ant problems? We're going to have tips on the best way to manage those creepy vines. And also ahead, a leaking shower pan is a project that can wreak real havoc in your home, not only causing structural damage, but replacing it can shut down the entire bath when it's time for repair. We're going to share some tips on how to get that project done in today's Pro Project segment. Plus this hour, we've got a very fun tool to give away. It's the iconic American-made prize pack, which includes the Arrow T50 electric staple gun and nailer, plus the Arrow dual temperature glue gun, staples, and glue sticks. Now, this absolutely is my most favorite glue gun. I know everybody talks about the stapler, but this glue gun, it has consistent feed. It works beautifully. It really is like the best glue gun out there. So you guys are going to be lucky to have this. And that Arrow prize pack, including Leslie's favorite glue gun, is going out to one caller drawn at random. Is that you? you got to pick up the phone first and give us a call with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Judy from Illinois is on the line and is dealing with some changes in a hardwood floor. How can we help you? Well, I have a little problem in the winter with my hardwood floor I'm separating. And I can kind of see, you know, down in there. And I was wondering about a whole house humidifier in the winter to keep that from happening because it's fine in the summer. What you would suggest. A whole house humidifier is a good thing when you have uh, forced air heat. Uh, it's gas or oil or propane because it tends to be extremely dry. Uh, I would encourage you to use a very good quality unit 
like an April air because there are a lot of units that uh, don't work very well and they don't work very long, especially the kind that spray water into the duct system as opposed to the April unit, which has an evaporator pad where the water sort of trickles down this pad and then the, it evaporates into uh, into the house air that way. So a humidifier can help. Uh, if the gaps are particularly large, you can also fill them with jute, J-U-T-E, jute type of rope, and then you could refinish over top of that. Sometimes if the gaps are really big, that's a good thing to put in the middle of it because it kind of blends in with the floor and doesn't show through. Yeah, and Tom, sometimes I finish the jute roping before I even lay it in. Like, I'll dip it in a can of the same color of stain and sort of, you know, work it in with my fingers. And then once it dries, then I squish it into the place with, you know, a painter's knife. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for contacting us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Rob in Iowa, whose basement walls seem to be um, coming in on themselves. What is going on at your Money Pit? I've got uh, some, some basement walls that are heaving in, and uh, I, need a, I need a permanent solution that's not going to bankrupt me. Okay. Uh, basically, what I've got is I've got some, some wall anchors that have been installed about uh, seven years ago. I've been keeping those tight, and the walls are still heaving in. We had a, a drought here in Iowa last summer, and this year we've had quite a bit of rain. So uh, walls are, are bowing in up to two inches in places. I'm wow. getting a little worried. Yeah, if your walls are bowed in two inches, Rob, unfortunately you've got a very serious problem on your hands that is not only impacting the structure of your home, but also the value of your home. And if the walls have gotten that bad, you know, we are well beyond the do-it-yourself fix stage. I can provide you some basic information about why this might be happening. Generally, the reason walls will heave is because you get a lot of water that collects around the foundation perimeter, especially if you don't have terrific drainage. If the drainage is flat, if the gutters are dumping near the corners of the foundation, which is where most gutter contractors leave them, that water collects into the soil. And in the wintertime, it freezes, expands, and then slowly but surely sort of ratchets that wall out. Now, if yours have gone to the point where they're two inches out of plumb, this is a problem. So the way I would address this, and I would I would do it very specifically and very strategically, is, is as follows. I would retain a structural engineer to examine the problem and specify a repair. It's very important that you just don't call a contractor for this because if they don't have the pedigree of, a, of an engineering degree, it's not going to hold water when it comes time to sell your house. So I would hire an engineer to analyze the problem and design the solution. And you could talk cost concerns with your engineer and options and, and all of that. Once you have that plan in place, at that point in time, you can make the decision as to whether or not you're going to do it yourself, which may be more possible with the plan than, than not, or whether or not you're going to hire a pro. But however you get it done, the third and most important final step is to have the engineer come back and examine the work and then give you an additional letter that says, yes, I, you know, I, I identified this problem and I designed a fix and I inspected the fix and it's done correctly and there's like nothing further to worry about. Because ultimately, if you go to sell your house, the buyers are going to bring up this issue. You want to have that sort of pedigree in your hand so that you can prove that it was a repair of that, yes, was structural in nature, but was repaired correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a very interesting approach. I have one kink to throw at you, and that is uh, the wall anchor system that's installed was warrantied, and uh, the owner of that company came out and said that, you know, he'll warranty the system, and he's willing to put in, like, three more anchors, 
which in my mind is an admission of liability. Um, do I do I let him do that, or do I need to get the structural engineer first? Um, is this wall anchor contractor a structural engineer? I doubt it. Stop the repair process. Get the engineer. If the engineer thinks that's a good idea, then that's a different story. But um, warrantying doesn't necessarily mean we put more in. If 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 the product failed and your walls continued to bow as a result, then um, you know his liability, depending on where these walls were when he first put the system in and guaranteed that they were going to stop the, the walls from buckling in, you know his 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 liability could be significant. Uh, but I would get the engineer in first. And let's get some good impartial expert advice here from somebody that does not have um, a, a system to sell you. I don't want you to get advice from somebody. Sometimes contractors give you advice from pe- people that uh, either because they sell the system. Yeah, you know, I, you got a problem. I'm just the guy to fix it for you. You know, and that's not really good expert in, independent advice. So go to the engineer first, Rob, and then you can deal with the contractor issue after you have the information. Okay, great. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. What are you working on and what's your how-to or decor question? Whatever it is, we can lend a hand. Give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Ian, just ahead, you want a cool cross breeze without the bugs? We've got tips on retractable screens that give you the airflow without the unwanted side effects next. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. And if you do, we've got a handy set of tools going out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement or decor question or one that posted to moneypit.com because we're giving away the Arrow T50 electric staple gun and nailer plus the Arrow dual temperature glue gun along with a supply of staples and other glue sticks. The package is worth 95 bucks going out to one caller drawn at random. And these are two tools that are super useful for a lot of projects around the house from crafts to repairs. And 
Arrow is featuring a very cool project this month at arrowfastener.com. It's a DIY patriotic flag. It's a great project for the entire family. Very creative project, I might say, because the flag is made simply of wood shims, all stapled and glued together. All the details, including the materials list, photos, are all online at arrowfastener.com. Just click on Projects. If you want to win the fabulous dual-temperature glue gun from Arrow and the Arrow T50 electric stapler, give us a call right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Kathleen in Illinois on the line, and she's got a question about a vaulted ceiling. What can we do for you? I'm calling about a renovation project that we are trying to do on a three-season fun porch. And it's uh, like a 12 by 27 room. We did tackle doing uh, window replacement by ourselves, and we managed to do that. They're vinyl-clad windows, the tilt-in kind and everything. But the ceiling right now is like 12-inch tiles that are like they seem to be glued up to the ceiling. They're not on a grid system. You know, they're just up there. And we want to put um, faux tin ceilings. And we're wondering if that's a project that we could tackle or is that something best left to professionals or, um, you know, we're looking for your advice. The We had some um, damage from rain on the roof and we've had the roof replaced, but I even like painted over where the water stains were with that Zinzer stain stop. Right. And um, you can still see the you know, it, it did not cover it. So we need to change the ceiling. Hey, you know, they make these tiles that are a drop ceiling type of a tile that looks just like tin. Have you seen those, Kathleen? Yes, we have. And we thought that those were very cool. And we didn't know, like, do you think just like, um, you know, liquid nails or something to put it up over these existing tiles? What's underneath the tiles? Uh, plywood sheathing? I I would try to figure out what's underneath it. You could take some pieces of the old tiles apart, see how thick that is. I would prefer to have a mechanical attachment like a like a, a staple or something like that than just simply the glue. The glue's okay. I mean, I would use liquid nails and something else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you don't think it would like, you know, I don't want it to look uneven, you know, how they... You see sometimes those grid systems where the tiles kind of, you know, droop and swoop and look. No, if it's done really well, it looks great. I mean, we've seen them at really high-end decor uh, showrooms where you, you have some really upscale decorating done, and they look fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project, Kathleen, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Do the cooler evening temperatures draw you to the front or back porch? Or would you like to be able to open up your doors to the breeze whenever you can? Well, to enjoy those summer breezes and lower cooling costs without harsh sun or bugs, why don't you consider adding a retractable screen? Yeah, that's a great idea. Retractable screens can roll out when you need them, and then they can fit sort of neatly back into their hidden casing compartment when they're not in use. They can also be customized for literally any size. If you have a window or a door, no problem, but they're even available for very large spaces. I mean, the entire back porch can easily be transformed into a shady screened-in porch when those bugs are on the hunt, and then back into a complete open-air porch when you're ready for full sun. The screens are also available to cover large doors, even the kind that swing in or out. So there's all sorts of screen configurations available, and they really work well 
to keep those insects away when you're just trying to enjoy some very cool summer weather. And you know what's really neat is that the screens are completely customizable. There's so many different styles, and the mesh itself can be customized by its color or even the tightness of the weave. So, so many choices when it comes to screen design. And some of those screens are so well made today, they're absolutely almost practically clear, right? You can see right through it, so they don't even obstruct your view very much. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. We would love to help. All right, now we're heading over to Minnesota, where Mike has some issues keeping his shingles on the roof. What's going on? Uh, since we added on, actually rebuilt uh, an attached garage to the side of our house, um, I, I've got a different kind of shingle on there. The ones on the two-and-a-half-story uh, home itself were not worn out, and so I just left them. There they are. The interlock type shingles. Okay. And I haven't had, I, I put those on originally because we're kind of out in the country and we live in a very windy uh, part of the country. Right. Yeah. And I bet they stayed, they stayed in really good shape because they were completely locked down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Down. The interlocks I haven't had no problems with, but we put the sculpted, uh, regular uh, asphalt shingles on the new uh, garage area. And mm. I know they're supposed to, seal down with the tar strip and all that kind of stuff that's underneath them. But we get high winds, and almost every time we get this uh, windstorm out of the northwest, uh, up to 40-mile-an-hour winds, I get a few shingles that blow off. And I've been up there so many times, re-nailing, re-tarring, replacing shingles and all that. And and I can't find the, the interlock shingles in our area anymore, and so... The person that did the roofing for me last time used these regular ones. I was I was nervous about them then because I was afraid they weren't going to hold up to the wind that we get, and I just didn't know if you had any suggestions. Well, at this point, the shingles are already down. So, I mean, if you were to replace that roof, there are shingles that are specifically designed for storm prone areas, hurricane areas, and that sort of thing that can stand winds up to up and over 100 miles an hour. A typical shingle is not. Now, when you put the shingles on, it also seems to make an effect, have a difference. If you put the shingles on in the spring and they had a good long summer to seal down, that seems to last a lot longer than if you put them in the winter and they never quite got the chance to seal until the following summer. Um, one thing that you could do now, you may already be doing it, is are you putting dabs of asphalt roof cement underneath the shingles? I haven't I haven't been up there and done that to every one of them, but I've yeah. I've done a number of them myself in the areas where they seem to, to want to uh, take the worst beating and to be up there and put, a, 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 you know, a dollop of asphalt uh, tar or, or, or shingle cement or whatever under yeah. under every one of them. No, I haven't done that yet. Does that work? Do the ones that you've cemented still peel off? No, I think those typically stay. But I usually yeah. put another nail or two in them too, and then and then put the tar over the head of the nail to make sure that that. Yeah, not the best technique, but okay. So all, all I can suggest at this point is to put dabs of asphalt cement under the shingle tabs or just keep replacing them. But if it comes time to, to actually re-roof, you want to use a high wind-resistant shingle. It's a specific type of shingle that, that will last to over 100 mile an hour. Is that is – that- I mean, is there a generic? Is that just a generic name? Is just a high, uh, a high wind resistant shingle, or what? Is there a, is there a title? They're available from different manufacturers, but for example, Owens Corning has one that's called Duration Storm, and the Duration Storm shingles are warranted up to 130 miles per hour with only four nails per shingle. 
So that just so you know that these products do exist, but what you bought was just a typical roof shingle, and that's obviously not going to stand up to the kind of wind that you have. But if you use a wind-resistant shingle with that kind of warranty, it's built differently. You know, there's more layers of material, so the shingles don't tear off. Uh, the adhesive is different, so it really grips tightly and holds it together. Yeah, I was going to ask. Extra thick or something compared to a standard shingle. Yeah. yeah, it's a different type of shingle. It's it's designed specifically for high winds. We see them a lot uh, in our part of the country on the shore, where where homes are subjected to really high winds off the ocean. Um, but they'll work anywhere. I suppose those would be a special order for my uh, home building center, huh? It may be, they may be, but but it'll be worth it. Oh, well, I appreciate the advice. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, you might think of ivy as a way to make your home look distinguished, but did you know that it can also wreak some serious structural havoc? Roger Cook from Nissle House is standing by to explain why in just a bit. You live in a body pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, whether you are planning a decor project, a remodeling project, you want to work on your kitchen or your bath, you want to fix a leak, maybe a squeak, we are here for you every step of the way. Call in your question right now to one Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, a fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. 
All right, now we've got Michelle in Iowa on the line who's looking to spend some more time outdoors with a fire pit. How can we help with that project? Well, we started making an outside fire pit with um, field stone, and our mortar that we seem to be using, it just seems like it's awful dry, and it, it's like it's cracking. So didn't know if you had a, a different brand that you thought would work or any suggestions. Uh, Well, one tip is that if it's a really warm, dry day when you're working, you might want to consider putting some plastic over the areas that you're working on to slow the evaporation rate. Because if it dries really quickly, sometimes it can shrink and crack. And no certain brand of mortar you think would work best, just what the stores recommend for outside fireplaces? Well, I mean, Quickcrete works extremely well. So you could look to the Quickcrete brand. And one of the advantages of Quickcrete is they've also got lots and lots and lots of videos online that give you the step-by-step on how to properly mix the product, for example, in this case. Okay. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, ivy can look beautiful and really distinguished when it's growing up an old stone wall. But the truth is, ivy can do serious damage, and it's actually really tough to get rid of. That's right. Ivy can destroy masonry walls. It can harbor wood-damaging carpenter ants and even kill trees. There is a solution, however, and with us to talk about just that is our friend Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Welcome, Roger. Welcome. Did you know one of my first jobs was pruning the ivy around the windows at Harvard University? Is that right? Yeah. It it just seems right. Well, it's all gone now. They took it all down. They got it all off their building. There should be a plaque there with your name on it. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But, you know, a little bit of ivy can be attractive, and that is what we think of when we think of ivy. We think of the uh, the Ivy League colleges like Harvard and the beautiful ivy growing up a stone wall. But the truth is that ivy can really get in and certainly damage not only masonry, but even wood more particularly. It's aggressive. You have to understand that that's its nature, and it climbs and it grows and it just keeps going, and it's not going to stop until you interfere with that cycle. Because ivy really has no natural predators, does it? Well, not predators. It's just, it's aggressive. It's just going to grow. It grows great in this climate, and it just grows and grows and grows. I mean, do you really need to remove it, especially if you've got a masonry house or building? You know, I understand with wood, if you've got carpenter ants, but do you really have to take it down? Well, they've found that it can hurt the masonry joints in between brick and block, that it will become a problem Oh, it'll time. start to sort of pick it out. It sucks onto it. I've seen it when you've started to take things down and you almost see, you know, a webbing shadowing of the base. Right. It's a tendril on this particular plant that literally attaches itself. And if we could ever find out what that glue adhesive is... <laughs> You'd make millions. Oh, yeah. We'd retire on that. I'll tell That'd you. be the next best super glue. <laughs> Roger's <know>. ivy glue. <laughs> now, if we are removed moving it from a wood siding and we have all those tendrils that are sticking behind, how do we make sure that there's no seed, so to speak, that's going to sort of regrow? How do we actually cut off the, the water supply? How do we stop it from coming back up again? Cut it right at the base. Okay. And I guarantee that it's going to put out sprouts. It's that aggressive. So what you have to do is then treat those with an herbicide probably or just keep cutting them and cutting them and cutting them. And then once you do cut them and pull it down off the building, do you have to physically sand away all those leftover tendrils? Sometimes you do. Um, I would wait like a season to see if they break down. But one important tip is when you're pulling the vine off a tree, 
you got to be very careful because you can literally pull a branch down on yourself. And when you're pulling it off a house or a building, you want to take it and go up from the top and peel down. Because if you stand at the bottom and try to pull, if it's underneath a clapboard or something like that, you could literally pop it right off the huh. house. Because it's so firmly attached. Because that's the way it grew up. It grew up underneath. So if you go at the top and start peeling it down from the top, it comes off easily without pulling the, anything off the building. Now, what about when you're applying an herbicide to an ivy plant? I understand you have to do it in a, in a method very different from a spray application just so that it'll actually work, right? Well, it's much easier to take a brush or a foam paintbrush uh, mix up an herbicide in a can, attach that brush to a long stick, then you can dip it, go along, and just treat the leaves of the ivy because usually they're in a plant bed. And if you go spraying with an herbicide in a plant bed, you're going to have problems. And this allows you to hit those new leaves, just coat them really quickly as they come up. And Roger, if you are peeling the ivy down from your house, seeing starting at the top and working down, that can be quite dangerous. Any tips for making that a little bit safer? Yeah, always use a ladder with the stabilizers on the side. It really helps keep you secure. Always have someone with you when you're up on the ladder. Now, that's one of the large U-shaped brackets that extend beyond the ladder and and make it uh, really hard for it to sort of wobble. Right. And while you're doing that, you may be able to take a scraper or something and try to get rid of some of those tendrils and see if they come off easily when they're green. Sometimes when they dry on, they're even harder to get off. So is there a better time of year to sort of attack this removal based on its growth cycle or just whenever you feel motivated? Whenever you've got a few hours to spend on the top of a ladder, go for it. (laughs) Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Great advice. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Good luck with your ivy. (laughs) And I think we're going to talk to Harvey. Harvard about that plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and a step-by-step video on Roger's Ivy removal tips from Harvard University, you can visit thisoldhouse.com. I'm pretty sure the plaque is there, but it's covered by Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ask This Old House is brought to you on PBS by Gorilla Glue. Just ahead, a leaking shower pan is a project that can wreak real havoc in your home, not only causing structural damage, but replacing it, well, that could shut down the entire bath when it's time for that repair. We're going to share some tips on how to get that project done in today's Pro Project after this. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And here's a great reason to reach out to us by phone or post your question in the community section. I mean, besides the awesome advice we're going to hand out and help you get your project done, we've got a great prize this hour. Up for grabs, we've got two great tools from Arrow. They're giving away the Arrow T50 electric staple gun and nailer, plus the Arrow dual temperature glue gun, along with a supply of staples and glue sticks. And it's a prize package worth ninety. Now, Arrow is a longtime standing U.S. company, which we love because they manufacture everything right in New Jersey, which is, you know, basically in Tom's backyard. 
But what I really love most about Arrow is that they make these fantastic tools and then they help you use them. So maybe you're wondering, how do I use this and how do I use the glue gun? Well, go to arrowfastener.com and there's a project section. And right now they're featuring a really beautiful DIY patriotic flag. It's a great project for the entire family. All the details, including the materials list, photos, right there online at arrowfastener.com. Just click on projects. And there's so many other projects online. It's a great prize pack up for grabs. So give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? David in Delaware is on the line with an HVAC conundrum. What is going on at your Money Pit? I've been in this house for 29 years. I was the original owner and I live in a two-story house. And on the second story, I've always had two rooms that were too hot in the summertime and too cold in the wintertime. So the first thing I did to the whole house was replace all the windows. It didn't help it. Three years ago, I replaced my heat pump and got a bigger unit. Helped it out a little bit, but not a whole lot. And then after I got my solar panels, um, the guys came in and did a like a leak test on my house. And they said the house is good and tight, but the guy said that most of your cold air return is being sucked up in the basement. So I've got some big-time leaks down there. So after looking around down there, the guy also clued me into that my cold air return ducts they used or they did back in the day, your studs uh, going up through the walls and the rafters in the basement. Right. They used that as the, as the duct itself. They basically used the stud bay as the duct. So where I found my problem to be is the main trunk of the cold air return they just kind of cut a great big hole in it, and then they um, raise the trunk up to the floor joist. Well, I've got gaping holes um, up where the um, trunk does not hit the joist, and that's like on four different joists that um, I need to try to seal that up, and it's in a bad spot to get to. And I was wondering, do you have any ideas? So, yeah, first of all, duct sealing itself and leaky ducts are responsible for probably more energy loss than almost anything else in a forced air system. Now, there's a number of ways that you can attack this. You can do it sort of structurally and mechanically where you try to get to every one of these ducts and, and, and try to repair it so it doesn't have the leaks. Or you can do it with a product called AeroSeal. AeroSeal is a product that's sprayed into the duct system and basically sticks to the inside of the ducts, completely sealing them. And it's designed to basically look for the gaps and then build up where the air is escaping in those gaps and makes the entire system uh, much more efficient. There's a great video on this on uh, thisoldhouse.com. If you uh, Google this old house and uh, AeroSeal, A-E-R-O-S-E-A-L, you'll find that video. And you can kind of understand the whole story. But basically, once it's applied, it completely seals both the return uh, and the supplied ducts. And it might be just the ticket that you need uh, to get this house working again. Because you're right, if you don't have uh, proper um, air returns, you know, heating and cooling systems work not by just dumping cold air or warm air into the room. They work by recirculating air because it takes many passes of that air through the room to get it to the temperature that you want it to be. And if they're full of holes, it's just not going to work right. So take a look at AeroSeal. I think that might be the solution to your problem. And, and on your 
online thing. It'll show how to apply and how to do it. It's professionally applied. It's not a do-it-yourself project. It requires oh, special tools. Yeah. And you're better off doing it that way. This way you know that it's done right and uh, and all of those gaps are sealed. But I think it'll make a big difference. I appreciate your help. Well, if your shower pan starts to leak, replacing it quickly can stop structural damage. But if you don't get the right pro on the job, it can also be a project that impacts the function of your bath for days. Now, the first step is to actually confirm that the pan is really leaking. Easy trick of the trade to figure that out. What you need to do is cover the drain. You can do that with a washcloth or a towel and then fill the shower pan area up with water. Just be careful not to overfill that pan. Once that's done, if it leaks, the shower pan will most likely need to be replaced. If it doesn't leak, then the leak is probably coming through the conk or the grout or someplace else, maybe even the plumbing drain. But if the shower pan once covered leaks, it's time to replace it. Now, if the pan is fiberglass, that can be a fairly quick process. But if the floor of the shower is tile, it's very likely the pan is made of lead, which is a lot more complicated to fix. Now, in either case, the tile walls need to be removed above the pan, and the old pan needs to be torn out to make room for the new pan. Now, if that shower pan is fiberglass, here's one more pro trick. To make sure it doesn't flex after it's installed, pros will pour a loose mix of mortar under that pan and then press it down into that loose mortar. Once the mortar dries, it actually serves as sort of a backstop, and that protects the pan from future flexing, and it prevents the stress cracks that may have caused the leak you're trying to get rid of in the first place. Hey, you've got a window at home that's all fogged up. You know it's pretty tough to see through, but is that window tough to fix as well? We're going to tell you after this. Live in a body pit. Money Pit is presented by Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the red bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the red bag. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com, where you can find top-rated home improvement pros you can trust. Call in your question right now or 24-7 to one Money Pit. Or you can post your question online in the community section, just like Ted did. Now, Ted in New Jersey writes, I have a double-pane window that's fogged up inside. I want to know if it's possible to clean it. Well, it's not possible to repair it because what's happened is the seal, which is between the two panes of glass, has actually leaked. It's let in condensation, it's let in moisture, and and then that condensation is dried on the inside of the glass. The good news is that even though the thermal pane seal has failed, it's probably not affected its energy efficiency all that much. So if you're just concerned about losing energy, probably not worth the fix. If you do want to replace it, though, because you need to see through it, yeah, then you got to take the window apart and have a new replacement pane made. So not possible to clean, uh, but not affecting its energy efficiency. I mean, it's terribly annoying because it's like you're looking at it and you want to fix it and you just can't <laughs> without actually replacing. So I feel your pain there, Ted. All right, Caroline is next up and she writes, we installed a one-piece tub shower in our basement about a year ago, as well as linoleum flooring. Already, the linoleum is rolling up where it meets the tub. What's the best product to use to hold it down? We don't want to use quarter round due to the moisture, but we worry that caulking isn't going to do the job. Well, you're probably right that caulking won't do the job. I mean, basement bathrooms are great, but they're definitely apt to have more moisture 
than bathrooms that are on a first or a second floor. So I would steer away from trying to accomplish the repair with just adhesive. Now, quarter-rounder shoe molding really is the best way to go, but if you're concerned about the moisture, why not use composite molding instead? I mean, composite molding is great. It looks just like wood. It cuts like wood. It paints like wood, but it will not rot when it's exposed to moisture because it's not organic. So it's a really good solution to a situation like this. When you're in a damp area and you're worried about the exposure to the water, you want to deal with more mold or rot, but you do need a positive sort of mechanical way to keep that flooring tacked down around the edge of the tub. Just go with the composite shoe or quarter round molding and then nail it or screw it in place. Yeah, I mean, that's really going to do the trick. I mean, it's tough. You're right. Basements are just so moist that it's difficult. And you're so lucky to have that basement bath that like opens up so many opportunities for how you can better use that space for you and your family. All right. Next up, we've got a post here from Jack in Georgia who writes, my plaster ceilings are really deteriorate, deteriorated. That's a hard word. Can I put drywall over them or am I asking for a moisture problem? Oh, I don't think you're going to have any moisture problems. And actually, when you have deteriorated plaster walls or ceilings, your choices are to completely tear them out down to the framing. But that means you're taking off, in if it's really old plaster, the loose plaster, then the wood lath that was tacked to the framing. And you'll find the framing is not completely in plane either. It's not completely flat. So even if you tack the drywall right to that, it might not be even. So I putting an, another layer of drywall on top of the old plaster is a really good solution and certainly will not lead to any moisture issues. In fact, you can even use three-eighths inch drywall. You don't need half-inch drywall. You just kind of have to pack out, uh, move the electrical boxes out so that they so that there's room uh, for the cover plates to go back on, as well as any window or door molding. And you know what? You have to take care of it because the plaster ceiling, when it's ready to quit, it's just going to end up on the floor. And it's really heavy. <laughs> this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this part of your day with us. We hope we've given you some great tips and ideas to help you with your projects and answered your questions. If you've got more questions, remember we're available 24-7 at moneypit.com. Just post your question to the community page. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.